On today's episode of the show, I answer the question, is social media ruining our lives? <laughs> and I say that with a smile, but I'm actually kind of serious. I talk about the fact that I have a really hard time setting boundaries for myself when it comes to the use of my phone, screen time, and social media. We get into why is it so challenging to set boundaries around our phone use? Where is society going? Is it actually helpful for us when it comes to our health and our well-being? And how can we support ourselves in a way that feels really aligned with the kind of life that we want? This is an episode that might inspire you to put your phone down a little bit more often. I also talk a bit about EMF and red light and sleep. And it's not a conspiracy podcast, but it maybe leans that way a little bit. <laughs> I think it's an interesting conversation to have, and I'm happy that you're here. Mothers deserve the absolute best. So this Mother's Day, spoil the moms in your life with little luxuries from Osea. Osea's skin and body care is the perfect way to remind all the moms, mother figures, caregivers, grandmothers, and mother-in-laws in your life to make time for themselves. If you have been looking for the perfect gift, I recommend Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil. I've been using it for years and it seems like every single time I apply it, I get compliments on my skin. This body oil is rich, but it's never greasy and it's clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity. Your skin will feel more sculpted and toned and you'll be left feeling silky, soft and glowing. Another favorite of mine is the Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Ever since I've been using collagen, I have noticed a difference in my skin. In fact, it's never been better. Using Osea's body oil and lotion together is a mega moisture duo, giving you a full body glow. Osea's products are infused with our signature Andaria seaweed, but it's also clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Really just a perfect gift for yourself, the moms in your life, and even the planet. Spoil the moms in your life with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code YOGA at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. Hello, my friends. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the Yoga Girl podcast. How are you? How are you? How's your week been? I hope, I hope you're having, more than anything, I hope we're all having steadiness these weeks. It's something that really I've been praying for, <laughs> setting intentions around. It's just some level of steadiness and stability where even when life kind of pushes us around and it feels like we're standing in the middle of a tornado, that somewhere deep inside of us, we sense this core sense of stability and grounding. We need it. I feel in my whole being, my whole body, how much I need it. I know you need it. It's, I think it's been a little bit a part of my of my spiritual journey over the past few months, just looking for that anchor within. I'm practicing not getting so caught up in every wave that comes my way, you know, every little thing, because we have that all throughout the day, big things, little things, we get triggered, we have emotions come, people are crazy sometimes, <laughs> the world is crazy sometimes. 
it's just there's so much pushing us in different directions all throughout the day. And I'm 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 really practicing arriving at a sense of steadiness inside of myself where I can really hold myself grounded when those things come my way. And something I've realized, which of course is not like a newsflash or anything, but the more time I spend on social media, the harder it is to feel like I'm on steady ground. So I, I realized over the past couple of weeks, especially with my, my vegan drama and, you know, kind of living in my DMs and answering comments and lots of people with lots of opinions, I've found myself way more, way more on my phone than I normally am. And there's a direct effect of that for me where I just feel really uneasy. I feel out of balance. I feel like it's much easier to sort of topple me, you know, when I'm on my phone a lot. So I'm working this week on just setting better boundaries for myself. You know, do I need to be on my phone late at night? No. (laughs) And over the past couple of weeks, it's really become this... It's so hard to resist sometimes. And I can tell when I'm feeling already tired. It's like the thing I really should be doing is maybe grab a book and go to bed and like read for the last few moments of the day. But when I'm really tired and I'm really already feeling a little bit unsteady, that phone, it's like a magnet and it's so hard not to reach for it. And I can find myself spending like an hour at the end of the day just... Yeah, going between these like two or three apps that I'm on, scrolling on Instagram, you know, reading things and it's, it's so much, it really is so much. And if I, I did that one of the, one of these past nights where I was just, I became very, very aware of like, here I am sitting on my phone. It's like 8 PM, you know, it's like I should be getting ready for bed or go take a bath or read a book or talk to my husband like there's a million things I can do that are really helpful for my well-being when I put Leia to bed and instead it's like because I I don't like to be on my phone when I'm with her so then I put her to bed it's like oh let's see what happened you know the FOMO of like what happened in the world for the past couple of hours when I wasn't on my phone which is of course the answer to that is everything has happened (laughs) every for every minute you spend away from social media everything happens because Freaking everything happens on that app, on these apps all the time. The amount of information that's thrown our way every second that we are on social media is crazy. It's it's overwhelming and it never ends. It never, ever, ever ends. There's always something new. There's always more content. There's always this. And I found myself just kind of scrolling on Instagram and I became just very, very present with, okay, like, what is it that's happening now? And it's like, oh, here's a, an ad for like a fitness app. And then it's like a immediate post about Iran and what's happening there and the protests. And, and then immediately it's like a comedy skit. This couple I follow, they're super cute and funny. And then it's like a dog. And then it's like some horrible injustice has happened. Can you believe this? And then it's elections. And then it's, and it's, <laughs> I just became very present with like, what is my brain taking in (laughs) it's a hundred thousand impressions all at the same time and it's this thing and that thing and this thing and that thing and this thing and somehow we we've normalized this so much that this is just completely normal to take in all of this information in such a short time and the fact that it's never ending and it's really 
Like we forget that these apps are built to keep us there. These apps really are designed to lock us in, to make us addicted. You know, it, it really is part of how they are constructed. It is so hard to stop. And I was just sitting there like the things that I'm just listening to and taking in and reading and digesting and trying to process here. It's, it is, it, it shouldn't be normal, but we have normalized it, but it shouldn't be normal. So is it strange then that if I spend an hour on Instagram in the evening, that all of a sudden it's hard for me to wind down, you know, <laughs> that maybe I don't have a great night's sleep. And that's like, not even talking about blue light and all of this, we all know. And I've kind of get, gotten really into this biohacking side of this where after the sun has set, and this is very challenging living where I live. This is very challenging when you live in Sweden or so far up north that it's just, it's three o'clock and it's dark. We pick up Leia from school and on the drive home from Leia's school, Dennis says every day, he's like, it's so bizarre. It's three o'clock and it's like, the day is over. What are we going to have for dinner? <laughs> Where in the summertime or, the, you know, the rest of the year, three o'clock, it's literally, it's middle of the day. We have the whole, half the day is left. What are we going to do? Should we be outside? Should we go for a bike ride? Should we take the dogs for a walk? Should we go to the, to the city and do something? You know, it's like you look at your day completely differently when you have daylight, of course. But now it's three o'clock, it's pitch black outside and it feels like the day is already over and it's so bizarre. But we all know that the blue light that emits from our devices and our screens and our computers and TVs and iPads and phones, that it's really not good for our brains. It's really not good for our bodies. It inhibits our body's ability to produce melatonin, which it naturally does after sunset. It's like if we're in tune with our biological clocks and we're in tune with what's happening outside in nature, when the sunset, it is time to wind down. You know, it is like we're getting into evening time. We're getting closer to bed. The rhythm should shift, you know, if we were living that natural life. But of course, that's not how we live, right? So not only are we, and this is so hard in Sweden, but I mean, what are we supposed to do? It's three o'clock. It's pitch black. Should we just sit around the fire? <laughs> for five hours before <laughs> for six hours before it's time for bed you know and yes of course that was the old ways that probably is the more natural and the more healthy way but it's not what life looks like right it's not realistic in any way so it's like yeah three o'clock we turn all the lights on everywhere in every household whenever the sun set it gets dark we turn all the lights on and I have always had this very I'm so mindful about lighting. For me, it's a huge, huge, huge thing. I can, you know, if we're going to a restaurant somewhere and that restaurant has like fluorescent-ish or just very white, bright lighting, if there's no ambiance, if it's not cozy, if it's not intimate, I, I, I don't want to go there. Like for me, the lighting of a restaurant or a bar or a cafe or whatever is much more important than the food. I can't enjoy anything if the lighting's horrible. I don't know if this is a Libra thing. <laughs> For me, it's always been the thing. So whenever, you know, in our homes, wherever we have lived, if we were in Aruba or in Sweden, I am so mindful of exactly what quality of lighting do we have. I want it to be as warm as possible. In Aruba, we had this, um, we used, what are they called again? The hue lights, they're called hue, uh, Philips hue lights. And it's like, you 
it's they're, they're light bulbs that you can install in any kind of lamp. And we had them in every room of the house. And then you can adjust and decide exactly the color scale you want for each light bulb. And it all happens through an app. It's all connected via Bluetooth. It all happens with an app. And you can even set like different settings for different rooms and for different times of the day that come on at a certain time. So we always used to have naturally just a lot of red lighting at home, a lot of orange lighting. If we ever had something bright, it's always like a warm yellow, but brighter. We would never venture off into the white, you know, blue, green, like never, 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 very much. And people used to ask me all the time on social media, like how, like, why is your house always so red? Because we always, at night, we always had very red colors of of, of the lighting and the lamps. And then when we moved to Sweden, it's one of the things that I didn't love. Like hue lights are great. I'm not in love with Bluetooth and with just EMF and Wi-Fi controlling your house. It's not It's not for me. I just, I love turning off the Wi-Fi before going to bed. I love having electricity-free and EMF-free times in my day. And if your house is a smart house, you know, smart, I'm using with like air quotes, where everything is connected, because you can have like your fridge connected, your oven, your freezer, you can have even your, you know, your washer and dryer connected to an app, all your lights of the house. The house can be very smart, but then you need to be on a device at all times to do basic household things. And I felt always really disconnected. Yeah, there's a disconnect there for me when you have to go on a phone to turn on a light. You know, that I, yeah, I never enjoyed that part. So I decided when we move, I really want to move away from all Bluetooth, like no extra EMF around the house. And you can think that EMF is is that the dangers of EMF are true or real or not. You have to do your own research. For me, I feel a difference. Like I literally feel a difference in my body. So many friends of mine feel a difference in their bodies. You can compare it to, you know, sleeping in a really like wired apartment building in the middle of a city versus going camping. <laughs> like those are probably the two most contrasting ways to explore that. Like what is it about sleeping out in nature, about going camping or sleeping in a tent that feels so deeply grounding, you know? Or for example, going to your summer house. I'm sure you've had that experience. I used to have this all the time growing up and kind of now as we live, there's a difference going from your regular super wired up home to going if you have a summer house or a country house or a cabin somewhere to going to like an old school cabin where you just have basic electricity and that's it. You know, you don't have the whole house wired and you're not surrounded by other houses and buildings and apartments that are completely wired up either. You know, the EMF, it's really hard to to escape. But for me, when I turn the Wi-Fi off, I turn the router off, there's a difference in my sleep. There really, really is. And having this electromagnetic field always on, always open, always active, it is a fairly new experience for the human body to live under that. And because we can't see it and because we've been really sold through marketing that this is totally normal, safe, there's nothing to worry about at all, we, yeah, most people don't think about it. But when I was growing up, I had my first phone. It was very, very, that was like a thing we talked about all the time. Like, don't keep your phone in your pocket. You're not supposed to hold it in your lap. You're not supposed to sleep with it next to your head. My dad would always tell me, like, be careful with the radiation. You know, you have this phone. You have to turn it off at night. It was just a very, 
like something we talked about. Everybody talked, like you, you understood that. We went from having home phones wired in to all of a sudden this like magical little device you could take anywhere. But how it was very logical to me, even as like a 10 year old that, yeah, there's radiation and things happening here. <laughs> there's a frequency that allows this phone to function and work and I shouldn't hold it to my brain all the time, you know. And it's funny, my dad used to always, always talk about this, that you should wear headphones. If so as soon as those became available, you should wear headphones and not just hold the phone to your ear. And that is totally, <laughs> like, I think in the holistic community, like very accepted as fact and as truth that the body doesn't do well exposed to these EMFs all the time. So if you can, yeah, use headphones instead of holding the phone to your ear. I always speak on speakerphone when I'm on the phone, if I don't have my headphones around. But so, yeah, for me, the the red lighting, I it moved away from that when we moved here because I, I yeah, I, I kind of, honestly, I wouldn't mind, like, I kind of want to chop wood and carry water. <laughs> yeah, that that's sort of where I am in my longing to live. I, I wouldn't mind carrying water. I would love, actually, to carry water from a stream. If there was a stream nearby with clean water, I would love to source my water that way. I would love to go back to something that's more ancestral and rooted and more, you know, as much as possible. And a lot of us, many people have a little bit of this experience going to like a summer house or a cabin. I remember going to visit my grandpa when I was little. There was a well and you had to pump your own water in the well. And there was always a, also a spring really nearby that had amazing clean water where we, we would go fill up our, our bottles and things like that. And lighting a fire every day for heating if it was cold outside. And there's something so, like people do that for vacation now. <laughs> you know, this used to be just... A, a thing you had to do to make life work, right? Chop the wood, carry the water and convenience and of course evolution and we develop and like, society is moving forward. All of this, of course, everything has improved dramatically for billions of people across the world getting to turn on a tap, right? I'm not taking this privilege for granted. There are people in this world right now that spend most of their day carrying water for miles or they wouldn't have water and of course it should not be that way everyone should have the privilege of being able to turn on a tap but for me where I am I feel like we ventured so far away from the basics especially living in that kind of wired up house where every time I want to turn on a light I have to go to my phone open an app turn on the light like it just I felt very disconnected and I would like to return to something yeah, by choice, because I have the choice that feels more, more ancestral. Sometimes in life, skepticism can serve you well. It can save you money, keep you from wasting a day at a timeshare presentation, and help you avoid spreading gossip. To be honest, when I am faced with a new scenario, I usually tend to be a skeptic until something proves me wrong. And if you're like me, you can probably spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away and read labels like it's your job. That's where Ritual comes in. They know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds your standards. Their clinically backed Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin has high quality, traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. Take two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption and you'll get nine key nutrients. 
Rituals Essential for Women is USP verified, so you know you can trust what you're putting in your body. Only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have the USP verified mark, which shows the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. On top of that, Ritual multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. I take my vitamins every morning with breakfast. It's part of my daily ritual and I feel so good doing it. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. But so anyway, now we don't have those, those lights anymore. But when we come home and this goes for all of us whenever it gets dark we turn on all the lights that's just what it is and if we are not mindful about that which I have always been but not for health I never really understood that this is really important for health and sleep I'm getting that now but for me it was always just a feeling like I want I want it cozy I want the ambiance of it but if we are living under really white bright lighting and from the moment it gets dark outside, we're just sitting under that white light. The body can't naturally produce the melatonin that we need to start winding down and getting ready for sleep. The body's going to think it's still daytime. And it's it's so, you can really feel, I think, how unnatural this is for our bodies to be in that daytime, daytime, daylight, daylight, white light, blue light state until all of a sudden, boom, lights off. Now we're going to sleep. The body doesn't work that way. You know, we need that transitional time. So what I do at night, and this is like so dorky, is the dorkiest thing of all the dorky things. But I have these little red light night lights. I have little red light reading lights when I'm reading at night. I uh, I clip it to my book so I read in a red light. And I even have one of those really silly red light glasses. <laughs> you can get them online. You can look them up. There's like, there's blue blue light blocking glasses. I think we all know where you just, you can put them on while you're in front of the computer, which is really good. But then there's like the next level where you have the red light glasses and they blue, they block all light that isn't basically like fire, you know? Like you can still light a fire, have candles lit in the evening, like that form of natural, really warm, deep hue of lighting. But that any other unnatural lighting actually makes it harder for us to wind down. So not only are we doing that, I mean, I've been doing this forever, but we're also sitting on our on our screens, right? Which is the worst version of lighting. And we're holding it up right to our face. And we're letting that blue light like stimulate us to the max at a time of day where we actually should be winding down, where we should be aligning with that natural rhythm of the day, of the day is over, the day is done, it's time for sleep, what's conducive and helpful for me before I go to bed. And I think sitting with that screen in our face and then being bombarded by those millions of impressions of all the things and it's kind of the world like screaming at us, like care about this, care about this, look at this, look at this, look at this. 
and it's care about this celebrity, and then there's this gossip, and then there's this war happening here, and then there's this injustice, and then there are these politics, and then there's this comedy, and it's just individually each of those things would be a thing to to process and take in and have opinions and feelings and thoughts about, you know, but it's so quick and it's so much. And I just had that realization of I'm sitting here on my phone, like this is insane. <laughs> and it it's not insane. Well, I guess there's a difference between normal and common, right? It's not normal. We, I don't, our bodies are not wired and made for this. Our bodies are not most likely, most of us not feeling great under those circumstances. But it's common. It's not just common. It's every day. It's everywhere. It's everyone. So I, 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 I don't know. For me, I had a little, I had a little light bulb. <laughs> I had a little red light light bulb go off above my head of, I, I cannot live like this. Like this is just, no, <laughs> no, you know. And especially how how opposing it is that I often, I will take a bath and in the bath, I'm it's like candles lit only. I take these really long baths. Sometimes I sit with my red light therapy device. I turn on the red lights around, but then I'm like on my phone for an hour. <laughs> it's like negating all the other things I'm doing to try to have a better night's sleep. So I decided this week that enough enough of this, enough. I actually don't want to, I don't want to think about where I would be in terms of just my routine and my mental health and my physical health. If I were to carry that on, you know, if I would were to spend so much time on my phone, not doing anything constructive, just taking in all this information, if that is a habit that I would hold, what would my life look like in five years? And unfortunately, I think for a lot of the world, it is a habit that we are going to hold. It is something that's going to become more and more and more and more and more ingrained. And I, it's not in alignment with where I want to go. And at the same time, I've had how many times, if you've listened to this podcast for a long time, I cycle through <laughs> these social media realizations that I have where I like talk about it on the show and I say this is not good for me <laughs> I'm taking a break I'm leaving Instagram I'm you know setting boundaries I had a lot of seasons in my life where I've had really good boundaries around my phone and then I lose them I'm sure I'm sure you feel the same or that you've had similar experiences of realizing well this isn't serving me okay Let's stop. Let's do the, let's do it differently. Let's set some boundaries, some ground rules. And then somehow, you know, that that phone just kind of sneaks back in. And it definitely, if I want to live the chopping wood, carrying water kind of life, it's definitely out of alignment with that. So I haven't... Uh, yeah, I'm not sitting here with some sweeping declaration of like, I'm leaving the internet because of course not, that's not what it, what's happening. But I am sitting here with this deep felt realization of that this makes me feel really bad. When I lose control of the time I spend on social media, when I spend a lot of time on social media in the evenings, when I'm mindlessly scrolling, which I've done so much of over the past weeks, like way too much of, 
it lowers my quality of life immensely. Like it really, really, really does. And it's so easy to get sucked into not knowing why I can have that. All of us, I'm just anxious all the time. I'm not feeling good, not sleeping well. I'm distracted a lot. I feel my inner critical voice is really loud. Like a lot of stuff is happening. And I'm like, why? What is it? Is it my cycle? Is it, oh, you, just, you know, I, I can't like pinpoint it. But at the same time, I have the highest screen time I've had in a long time. And now I'm like, well, that is why. <laughs> That's why you feel like shit. That's why your inner critical voice is so loud. You're sitting here comparing yourself with all the celebrities and supermodels and influencers on Instagram that are living perfect lives with perfect bodies, perfect families, perfect everything. And you're comparing yourself with them feeling lesser than because that I, I do I, I do that a lot. You're taking in a lot of information around atrocities happening in this world without clear ways of making a difference, without feeling impactful. And that's really hard. That is like an overwhelming thing to hold and to, to manage, to take in, to be bombarded with information of pain and suffering and injustice and war and disasters and you know, protests and really, really hard, horrible injustices happening in this world. But then you're not, you don't know what to do with that. And it's so much and it's all the time, right? Especially if you follow, I mean, if, if you've ever, if you are an active person in that, <laughs> wanting to make a difference in the world, probably online, you follow tons of organizations and activists and people making a change and maybe news outlets that are sharing in these different areas. So if you are interested in this, you know, if you're, if you're a compassionate person that wants to make a difference, you're going to probably see more of that in your feed than another person would. And when you're not actively researching a topic, because that's different, you know, like when the protests started in, in Iran, and I am Googling and listening to podcasts and diving into what is happening really what triggered this how can I help how can I be of service because I want to learn more because I feel active in this space I want to help if I can help I want to do something that's a different energy to move into injustice and suffering you know with with that kind of just groundedness of okay I'm, I'm here I want to do something what can I do versus like sitting on the couch tired after a long day not not thinking of that, you know, being present in other ways. And then all of a sudden, we'll look at this and look at this and look at this and look at this. And I think it can completely deplete us. Yeah, being bombarded with news of awful things happening in the world can completely deplete us, especially when it's not followed with a clear action or if we're not intentionally seeking out that information. Not saying that, of course, that we should, shouldn't follow those accounts or that we shouldn't shouldn't seek out ways to be of service, but we need to be mindful of when and how we're doing those things and not let sort of the information of the pain of the world just happen to us, right? But that we actually have a, our feet on the ground when we are receiving that information. And that's something that social media just makes completely impossible. <laughs> like, scrolling on social media you have no control of what comes your way you really you really don't
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So yeah, so that's what I'm sitting with. And then a lot of, like I'm just thinking like what's in my, what's in my feed and things that sometimes are really inspiring to me can sometimes really be uninspiring to me, if that if that makes sense, um, depending on the state of mind that I am in. So if I'm in a good place, you know, I can be really inspired and motivated by by someone sharing of like the big, great things they're doing with their life. And then at other times, I just feel like, well, I'm not doing anything with my life. Like I am so small. I'm not making any difference. I, I could be out there doing this and this. I probably should be out there doing. It. And then I'm just like sitting here and, oh, and I'm like not good enough at all. You know, our inner critic just kind of that inner narrative gets really loud. And I think it's the same thing that when we consciously choose to seek out that information, you know, when we're looking for inspiration, when we're feeling ready to go in this area of our lives, and we're like, I want to see how other people do it. That's different. It's a very different energy than sitting, feeling small, feeling sad, whatever the reason is, and then getting bombarded with that information of look how everyone else is doing fantastic. And I think it's part of this, part of the non-intentionality around how we are on our phones. That's actually the problem. The problem isn't the content that other people are putting out. Of course not. And I'm sitting the, saying this as an influencer person. <laughs> you guys know I hate that word. <laughs> as an influencer person-ish, who of course, like I can trigger this in other people from what I share. I can share something of here's, you know, here's my life and I'm spending time in the woods or I'm gardening and whatever I'm doing today. And it can be really inspiring to you to see and to go, wow, like she really changed her life like that. And I would like to grow my own foods and I would love to learn about this and learn about, you know, I, I want to have, I, I'm going to spend more time in the forest too. I'm going to, you know, you can be motivated just if that's something that's inspiring to you. But it could also be like, hey, what if you're stuck at at your office job where you are for eight to 10 hours a day and you don't have the space in your life to, or the privilege in your life to be able to be outside or to be in the wilderness or you don't have the space to grow, you know, where you're just not in that place. It can be really triggering. Like, oh, some people just have it so easy, right? Because yeah, I, I do have it easy in a lot of ways. So it's important that we hold that you know it's not about the content that other people are putting out it's not about the thing that's coming our way but it's about our state of mind and our state of heart mainly how grounded and steady are we are we intentionally seeking this out and curating what comes our way so that it fits where we are in life or are we is it just happening to us right and we have no control over it whatsoever and I find that I have really been in that place of I feel like I have no control at all <laughs> and I'm not feeling good, but still, and that's the, that's the, that's the scary part 
is is I can be aware of. I'm not this does this doesn't serve me. This is not helpful. And yet I stay. <laughs> How I mean, have you ever felt this way? <laughs> Am I alone? I don't think I'm alone here. I I don't think I'm alone here. I think this is a big topic for a lot of us. This is a big conversation for a lot of us. I think a lot of us know I don't feel good here. Yeah. And yet here we are. <laughs> and yet here, you know, we stay. I don't know how many of you saw what was the name of that that documentary they made, that movie The Social Dilemma, was that it? I think that was it. The Social Dilemma. If I get the title wrong, sorry, but I, I'm sure many of you know which one I'm talking about. It's the movie that shares really how technology affects us and how these apps are made to lock us in there, to keep us there for as long as possible for the purpose of profit, right? For the purpose of, of capitalism, to be able to target as many ads toward us as possible so that we spend our money on stuff. Like that's why these apps exist. It, I don't know if we have this idea that, you know, it's community and it's connecting people because of course, how freaking fantastic is it that in 2022, we can FaceTime each other. You can call someone you love on the other side of the world and see their face and talk about their day. I mean, that is beautiful. It's truly amazing. 50 years ago, this wasn't possible. Like think of our, when our parents were little, when our grandparents were young, life was very, very, very different in terms of staying connected and, and, and you know, how we were able to, to be together from far apart. It's magical. It really is. I don't want to downplay like how much, like how good it is that we have that. But this idea that these apps, you know, like, yeah, TikTok or Facebook or Instagram or whatever, whatever it is, that it's somehow about connecting people and community. It's not. I think that is a, it's a bonus of what happens on the app. But the point of these apps is to sell us stuff. The point of these apps is to make profit at the end of the day. These are not nonprofit community building companies that are doing this for the greater good of the world. You know, these are companies working with billions of corporations in the world, or at least millions of corporations in the world, wanting to sell us stuff. Like that is why. And when you really look at it in that way, <laughs> like Instagram exists really from the basis of companies being able to advertise so that I spend my money on stuff. Like that's how it works. That's why the content is curated specifically for me. That's why I get these specific ads and not those ads. <laughs> Yesterday, Dennis was like, what was it? We've been talking about something. I think we've been talking about, it was something specific, like a really specific topic that we're talking about, something that we want to do. And he's like, yeah, now I have ads for that every day. We all know that. Like your phone is listening. <laughs> and we laugh. We we know this is true. I can probably sit here right now and I can be like, what's something ridiculous I, or something really far away that I never would talk about? I could start talking about a country, right? I could start saying, I, I would really love 
to visit South Africa. Like I would love to just, oh, it looks like such a beautiful place. I can just mention a couple of sentences around, I'm interested in going to South Africa. And guess what? Fucking tomorrow, there's going to be an ad for some charter trip to South Africa where I can, you know, I, there, there's a deal for me there to fly. <laughs> right? We all have had these experiences. We have them all the time where we talk about something or mention something and then there's an ad or we search for something, maybe which is even more direct and then there's an ad and all of a sudden all of this content is coming our way, which makes it so easy to press that button and buy and purchase and spend money. But <laughs> if you objectively hold this fact that we are so, <laughs> that's so normalized, like our devices are freaking listening to us. <laughs> and this is not, you know, this is not some conspiracy theory. I, I, I'm, I understand if this whole, this whole podcast episode might lean a little bit toward the, you know, when I, whenever I talk about EMF, <laughs> people want to throw that conspiracy theorist label at me. I'm not one of those conspiracy people. Like I'm not, like easily pulled into like, you know, big wild ideas about stuff. But when I've had real experiences in my own body and my own health, like, yes, then I go and I research and yeah, actually this makes a lot of sense for me. It really, really, really does. And at the very least, I think we should be able to question it, right? And I'm really questioning, I'm questioning, <laughs> I'm questioning the direction of this planet. I'm questioning the direction of society. I'm questioning where literally, where are we in five years, 10 years, 20 years? What are the day-to-day -day lives of our people going to look like? Are we going to be, are we going to be talking to each other? Are we going to be present with each other? Are we going to be spending time in nature? Are we going to be taking care of each other, taking care of this earth? Just, I, I don't want to be a commodity you know, I don't want to be someone whose great purpose it is here is to just be sold a bunch of stuff. And the fact that that it's so normal to me that I can talk about something and then there's an ad for that in my feed the next day, it's kind of scary. Like I really feel like it's it's scaring me a little bit. And I don't also don't know the way out. And that, I guess, is the, it's why I cycle through these similar conversations on the pod a lot. <laughs> the fact that it's, it, there are very few things in my life that I know this, this makes me feel bad. Not just this is maybe not the best thing for me, you know, like I love, I love a glass of wine with dinner. I know alcohol is horrible. Alcohol is so bad for you. Alcohol truly is detrimental to your health. It's also terrible for your sleep. It's no good right? And I know it's no good, but I really enjoy a glass of wine with dinner. And I'm probably going to be one of those people who always like has a glass of wine with dinner. You know, that's, that's who I, and I've kind of made that decision consciously, you know, I choose, it's not like I'm going to do that every day and all the time, but once in a while, when I want one, I'll, I'll have one. And the phone, <laughs> the social media, the scrolling is one of those very few things in my life where I am very aware that this makes me feel bad. You know, if after, if I had a glass of wine with dinner and the next day my day was ruined, I wasn't feeling, if I felt a major effect in my body, which I don't from one glass of wine, some people really do. And I, I just, I, I've never been that kind of person. But if I did, 
and I kept drinking that glass of wine, like that, there would be a problem there, right? If every time I had a glass of wine, I felt horrible, I couldn't sleep or yeah, something felt really off for me and I kept returning to that, like that would be an addiction, that would be a problem. And for me, the phone and the social media, I am so aware, <laughs> very aware, this makes me feel horrible. <laughs> like this, this is bad for me. That the way and the amount of usage that I'm there. And yeah, I can jump in and share a, an Instagram story and talk about something or share a post or read a few comments and step out. You know, that's like one thing. But those times when I get sucked into the scrolling and I'm there on my phone for hours on end and I'm there late at night and I am well aware this is so bad and I keep returning. What is that if not? an addiction. If you've ever had that feeling, that knowing, I want to be on my phone less, and then you can't, you just can't commit yourself to that. You have a hard time making that change in your life. You keep returning to it. Like that is an addiction, right? And it's, and we don't talk about it like that because we're all doing it. <laughs> you found your way to this podcast, probably thanks to social media, you know, like like social media, is, it's, it's this thing that connects us and, and it allows us this great content and to be inspired and to be together and to unite and we can make a difference. And it, it's also kind of like ruining our lives. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. And I wish I had this great big answer that I could close this podcast with, like, here is the plan. And I don't, I have no answer. And I have a feeling that I'm going to be setting some really strong boundaries now, which I already started a couple days ago of like, okay, from the moment I pick layup from school, like that's, I want that to be the end of my social media usage. I don't want to pick my phone back up and start scrolling when she goes to bed. I don't want to just have a break when she's home, right? Like I don't want to be on my phone at night. I don't want to be on my phone in the morning and I want to be really intentional around why am I, am I opening this app? What am I doing here today? Am I saying something? Am I listening for something? Am I looking for something, researching something, posting something? You know, what am I doing here? Why am I opening this app? But that's, that's not what I do. It just opens it because yeah, it's like the, this automatic thing. I close my email or I get off of the phone or whatever. And it's like, oh, what's, what's on Instagram? It's just like, boom, there it is. And probably I'll set some boundaries around that because this is feeling really strong and active in me now. And then probably like, I don't know, a couple weeks <laughs> going to go by. Something's going to happen. There's going to be some outrage or some drama or something's going to happen. And I'm going to be right back <laughs> doing the same thing. I just, I, 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 I sound kind of hopeless sharing that, but I know this is the cycle. <laughs> So what's the answer? You know, what is the answer? And for me, I, I know I, I'm in a, I'm, I'm like in one more step further of complexity in this issue, because I, I know I'm not alone in this. But I make a living thanks to social media. You know, social media is really important for our family and for the fact that, you know, and I think about it a lot. You know, if I, if I didn't have social media, what would my life be like? I'd still have this podcast, of course. I don't need social media for the podcast. The podcast really is standalone and I love the podcast. But for everything else I want to do, if ever I want to create something or 
for our platform, yogagirl.com, you know, the, so, the social media platform is everything. I would be certifiably insane to let that go and put that down. And it also might be the sanest, healthiest thing. <laughs> I mean, those two things, I don't know if they can exist at the same time. Like it would be crazy and it would be so, make so much sense, like all, all at once. So yeah, I, I, um, I really don't know. What I do know, like if I really focus on what I, what I do know and what I feel very anchored in, is that I'm entering a phase of my life where sleep and rest is really important. And I, I know I can set some really good boundaries the way I have for so many other things and routines when it comes to my evenings. I've had great sleep over the past couple of months, better sleep than I have. And people are asking me, is it because you changed your diet? I think so. Honestly, I think so. Um, or at least that it's part of it, just that I'm, that I'm eating more protein-rich foods and I'm eating less sugar, like less, I'm having less of a spike from eating so many carbs. I think, I, I think I just go to bed in a more grounded way. <laughs> that's what it feels like. But there's a lot of factors to that. But knowing that, that that's something that really I'm focusing on, that boundary around, around the scrolling and the phone, like that should be a given. It shouldn't be something that I have to struggle with and go, you know, go back to and then let go of and go back to and let go of. And I wonder if, yeah, I wonder if the fact that it's so common that we all do it, you know, that that's how we communicate with our friends. A lot of my communication with my best friends is like sending really cute and funny memes to each other on Instagram DM. Like that's really, we talk a lot in that sense, <laughs> which is so... It's so funny where we are. It really, really, really is. So I guess I am, what I am committing myself to is to continue exploring this, to continue listening to my body, to really arrive at that place of mindfulness, especially in the evening time. And do less of the things that make me feel bad. Why is that so hard? <laughs> Why is that so hard? And I mean, it's not hard to figure out. Of course it is. Like when I put my phone away for a long time, like a really long time, it's like everything has happened. You know, like I just said, the FOMO, I feel like FOMO is going to be become like a clinical diagnosis at some point because FOMO is, a, is an issue. <laughs> it really is an we don't want to miss anything. We want to be here for everything. We want to have caught everything. And if I think of, well, how did our ancestors live? Like, <laughs> like the, the information we receive in a five-minute window scrolling on Instagram is more than our ancestors would receive probably, you know, in like a decade, span of a decade, maybe a lifetime. Imagine that, like when news traveled through word of mouth, when you lived this very, very, very different life. And I know a lot of this is, has, it has brought a lot of goodness and good things, but I think back of even my own childhood. Like I was, I, I think probably my generation was the last generation to experience this, where, where we had home phones 
in the beginning of my childhood, they were plugged into the wall. At the end, they were those kind of, not disposable, <laughs> what do you call them? Like you could pick them up. They had a home, you know, the home phones. You could pick them up and put them in other, go to another room. You could walk around at least, but then they had to charge, right? You remember. I don't remember the names of those phones. But to reach each other, like your friends had to call. And my mom would answer and they would be like, uh, hi, this is Anna. Is Rachel home? You know, okay, one second. Rachel, Anna's on the phone. And then I would be like, hey, what's up? What you doing? And you would risk like someone else and then another room of the house, like picking up that the other phone to listen in on the conversation, which like my brother would do sometimes. And, and you would just like talk and then you would meet up and you'd say, let's meet at this time at that place. And then you would just carelessly, like not a care in the world, leave your house and you would know that they would be there. <laughs> and when you arrived to that place, you would just look for them and find them. <laughs> and I say this laughing because when we make a time to meet someone, like before we arrive, we're on our phone asking that person, like I'm he telling them, I'm here, where are you? You know, before we like go into the bar or the cafe or wherever, we, the restaurant, like we want them to tell us like exactly like what table are you at or like meet me at the front door or, you know, like we completely lost that just natural interaction of entering a space, taking a moment, looking around, like finding our people, which also like opens up this big opportunity to talk to strangers and ask questions and we don't do any of that. All of our interaction now is on the phone. And <laughs> I don't know. It's like every little step of our day to day has become so dependent on these devices. It is crazy. It really, really, really is. And I, I want if I get would get, get a chance to choose, I would rather my daughter have that experience that we had. I definitely don't want her growing up with that screen in her face. Like not, there's not a bone in my body that wants that for her. And it's, 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 it's taking us somewhere. It's not taking us closer to a life where we intentionally chop wood and carry water like that. That I know. So yeah, I'm going to close this pod. <laughs> Just inviting you to take a moment to, get really present with how you use your devices. And maybe you're in a totally different place than me. You know, maybe you're not resonating with anything I shared this pod and that's okay, wonderful. And maybe you feel like we're sharing this like 100%, like this is really it. So how can we get more mindful around how we use them? How can we make that decision around why are we here and are we ready to receive what is coming our way? And if we know we feel better without them, then how can we create a life that's supportive of that, right? Where, it, where it's not so easy to reach for something that doesn't make us feel good. Like, what do we need to really make that day-to-day -day happen? And how can we hold ourselves accountable to make a life that's in alignment with what we need and what we want, I know there are people out there who do the social media thing very healthily. I just, I've never met them. <laughs> I, 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 maybe I need some new role models here in this area. I, I don't know. But I like to believe that there's people out there who, yeah, who, who have a very healthy relationship to social media. So if you're out there, I was going to say DM me. <laughs> don't DM me, okay? <laughs> don't DM me. 
<laughs> but maybe like shoot me an email or something. I'd love to talk. Okay, I'm wishing you a week of fantastic sleep. That I'm wishing you a week of fantastic sleep, of a sense of steadiness inside of yourself where you're just on solid ground and some peace. Yeah, some deep rest and peace for you, my love. Have a beautiful, beautiful rest of the day. I'll be back next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoy the show, make sure you listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. This was a presentation of Cadence 13 Studio, and I'll see you next week.